The editor of Ukrainian Freedom News, Joseph Lindsley, in Ukraine, sent us this piece of music today. Joseph, tell us what this is all about. Hey, Bob, good afternoon from Kharkiv. Uh, this is the uh, chief rabbi of Lviv, oh, sorry, of Ukraine, uh, Moshe Reuven Asman. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's a native of Kiev. And uh, in the music video of this song, it's a song he composed. And he's walking around the city of Kiev, uh, looking at some of the damaged buildings, uh, looking at the beautiful parks and the rivers and the traffic going by, uh, even in the wartime. And I think here in his voice, you can hear the pain, uh, you can hear some of the despair and then the, the love he has for his city. And I think it's very powerful because, you know, I mean, the, the Putin's narrative has been, oh, the denazification of Ukraine. And it's, you know, we know that's totally false. But here you see uh, the chief rabbi of Ukraine uh, singing with, with, with great sorrow and hope uh, for his beloved city of Kiev. And when he posted this on Facebook, he called this song a chizuk, which means in Hebrew, a strengthening. Uh, and it was meant to boost people's spirits. Mm-hmm. And actually, in, in the very beginning of the uh, uh, of the full-scale invasion, so I was back in early March, there was a, uh, a widely circulated video of the rabbi clutching the Torah as a sign of authority, but almost like, you know, as, as you know, in those scary days when Kiev was o- almost fell into Russian hands, and he spoke very forcefully, you know, uh, the Russians bombed uh, Babin Yar, which is the site where uh, the um, in World War II, the Nazis killed some 30,000 33,000 Jewish people uh, in Kiev, and, and Russian rockets hit that sacred site. Uh, and so you really do see, uh, you know, and I think watching that video and listening to the song of the rabbi, uh, you know, think of the Ukraine's 2014 revolution when all different types of people, different religions, different backgrounds came together and said, we want to live in a ha- happy, prosperous democracy. And as a friend uh, just sent me these words saying, uh, uh, every grandmother and taxi driver uh, in, in Kiev was supporting that revolution by the conclusion because of the way the government tried to, uh, you know, hit back against the people. And now, especially now, because of Russia's full-scale invasion, you know, even here in, in, in where I am in Kharkiv, 30 miles to Russia, you know, before February 24th, people had a lot of connections with Russia. They, they would cross the border frequently. Uh, the first time I came to Kharkiv, January 2022, uh, so right before the full-scale invasion, I, I leave the train station, and there were people offering taxi rides to, to, to Russia. Uh, and so there was this, you know, all these connections because of the close border. Uh, but, but now you see here the people in Kharkiv in absolute fierceness uh, because of everything they've gone through. And, uh, and you look at uh, all the little cities of Donbass, you know, I mean, there's so much destruction. Uh, people have been sharing the past day uh, photographs of the city of Mavinka, uh, and as a friend of mine who was on leave from Bakhmut, he says, Mavinka and so many of these cities, everything looks like Chernobyl. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's just this absolute destruction. Like it was a nuclear bomb. It just took a little bit longer. And another friend here who uh, runs a music club in, uh, in Kharkiv and, you know, was, was never uh, you know, into the military b- before this. Uh, he uh, posted a picture of, of one of these absolutely destroyed places. And he only had these words, Cemetery of Pacifism. Because if you ch- if you choose not to fight, then this is what will happen. You, everything will be destroyed and taken from you, and that's what you can really hear in, in the pain uh, and the hope of the rabbi's uh, song there. Very powerful. Can we see that video on the website ukrainianfreedomnews.com? Yes, uh, I will. As soon as we get off, I will post it on ukrainianfreedomnews.com, and you'll see it on the top left. 
Great. And uh, as always, uh, we post our segments with Joseph at WGNRadio.com. I was uh, reading about what may be the fall of Bakhmut, and our defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, says uh, should Russian forces take that eastern city, it would not constitute an operational or strategic setback for the Ukrainian military. Uh, talk a little bit about that, Joseph. Well, Bakhmut, it's, it's uh, very difficult all around. Uh, the, in fact, today, uh, the Kiev Independent, a, a, news, you know, a, a sort of an expat English language newspaper uh, with many great Ukrainian journalists, uh, uh, had a headline saying, our uh, Ukrainian soldiers in Bakhmut say our troops are not being protected. So, A, we do see that there's free speech and free press here because it's a very uh, critical story, uh, anonymously quoting soldiers. I've spoken the past few days with a lot of people who've been in Bakhmut, whether they're military or medics uh, or other types of volunteers. And uh, by all accounts, the Russians are throwing bodies um, at, uh, at, at the Ukrainians. And it, there, are, uh, there is an ammunition difficulty. Uh, in fact, I was uh, talking with uh, one friend that, I mean, there, there still is... In the Ukrainian military, you know, so many people in the military now, they were IT uh, entrepreneurs and tech geniuses who never were soldiers, and now they are. And so uh, after a year of this now, there, there, there's a culture change happening in the military, but there had been this problem of a lot of Soviet-trained, Soviet-minded uh, officers. And so you still see bureaucracy struggles, and I think we've seen a little bit of that even in getting supplies uh, to Bakhmut. Uh, by the way, the, the Ukraine's top general... Uh, was never in the Soviet army. He's just young enough to, to never have that. And I think that's a big reason of Ukraine's uh, success here. But uh, Bakhmut is, I mean, for, for the Russians, it's they want it to be a propaganda victory because they've been unable to take uh, recently any major city uh, uh, for many months. And so th- this is, and especially that the, the mercenary group Wagner is throwing everything they can. And so that's why we see, uh, I mean, w- w- I think the Russian losses are awful and huge, but there's, the, the Ukrainian uh, losses are quite large. In fact, in this story in the Kiev Independent, and this is something I've been hearing about for some time, uh, out of, say, one uh, sort of division of 500 soldiers uh, that were there a couple months ago, 150 are surviving. Just imagine that. I mean, that, you know, like almost everyone you know, uh, you know, uh, many people you know are, w- would be dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, it is, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it actually it seems that the, um, the, the routes uh, to get out of Bakhmut are, are, are pretty much under Russian fire control. There's a city uh, called Chazivyar, uh, 10 miles from Bakhmut. That's where a lot of people have been escaping to uh, and have been sort of a supply place. Uh, and I'm talking with people who were there today, and they say that place is, a, is becoming like hell uh, right now uh, with, with Russian artillery strikes. So, And meanwhile, there has been, uh, we've had so many air alarms uh, throughout the country. I mean, it can drive you crazy, but there's been no massive missile attack. Uh, last night through the night, uh, and this was actually the past couple of nights, uh, these Iranian drones, uh, not a whole lot, maybe 15 or so the past couple of nights, each night, uh, were coming into central and eastern Ukraine. Uh, there were two that came south of Kharkiv into little villages. Uh, uh, out of 15 last night, uh, thir- the uh, military says uh, 13 were shot down. And, and so the, the Russians have not been doing a lot with their missiles and rockets. I mean, re- like for a while, Kharkiv was getting hit uh, every other day until two weeks ago. Uh, and so it seems... Maybe they're resupplying on that front, but it does seem that they have a, they're focusing everything they can on, on Bakhmut. And the thing, the only way, the one thing to keep in mind is that even if Bakhmut does fall, uh, you know, this is, it, it is still a sign of, um, 
you know, we have to look at it, it, it still could be a sign of Russian weakness because the fact, again, that we're talking about Pakhmut when Russia wanted to take Kiev in three days uh, shows you that uh, there is weakness. And that's why, I mean, th- that there's more and more momentum uh, to get tanks and better weapons uh, to Ukraine. It's hard to know what has arrived. I mean, I think a lot of times it has to be kind of secret. Um, uh, Poland just announced a major deal with South Korea to start building tanks, uh, South Korean tanks in Poland. Obviously, that'll take some time. Uh, we, we are in this... While we all look to Bakhmut, uh, there's a lot of maneuvering behind the scenes, and it is quite difficult to know uh, really what to expect. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, this week or, or even today, and uh, and it's. Uh, I mean, this is. Uh, I think a lot of people are surprised there have been no major missile strikes uh, for, for for this long at this point, and uh, yeah, and we just. Uh, I think there's an alarm sounding, and as we, right now, as I talk to you, there's uh, maybe the the fourth alarm uh, of today. I don't know how to do it, uh, Joseph. As I've mentioned uh, many times, if I if I were you and those alarms were sounding, the last thing I want to do would be talk on the radio. I don't know what I'd do, but I admire your uh, your reporting skills uh, under the circumstances. And I hope uh, the situation of no massive missile attack from the Russians will continue. Yeah, and you know, when, I mean, there's so many alarms that if you were to go into hiding during them, you you couldn't exist, and, you know, you couldn't live anymore. And so, and you, and you really, what happened when there's an alarm as there is right now? I start checking all my different, uh, you know, friends and and, and different uh, chat groups, and to see because people start reporting if there is missile activity, uh, and so at least you can try to get some indication of what to prepare for. Uh, and 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 that's that, that that's sort of I mean that's a daily way to operate here. Uh, but I think, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the, yeah, uh, so right now, in this moment, we, we, we look toward uh, Bakhmut. We see if reinforcements will arrive soon. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it is absolute hell and uh, for, for so many people. But uh, that, that's where we are at this moment. I'll let you go, and uh, hopefully you'll have a safe 24 hours until we talk tomorrow at this time. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Buck.